Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket. It is round 11. What a massive week it has been in football with the shock resignation of Richmond coach Damien Harbick. We'll speak about that and maybe Chris Scott, the Blues, all on the agenda a little bit later. My name is Jay Clark and this man, Nathan Brown, last week said he had the best mattress, the best bed you could buy. It's like sleeping on a cloud. It was that good. And for this week's show, he's coming with a sore neck. <laughs> Riddle me that, Nathan Brown. Now, that was the pillow. So oh. the bed and the mattress, unbelievable. Unbelievable, the good people down there at Temper. Jason Nicholas do a great job. Mm. I haven't slept as well in my entire but life. you come in and you sort of, you've got a creak in. I changed pillows. Right. That was a mistake. Yeah. And, uh, Keep this, moving. This man, Stephen Johnson, he was a champion at two clubs, Geelong and GWS. I was having a look at some of statistics uh, before, John. I mean, Mark Thompson's last year, 2010, you bombed out in the preliminary final. You kicked 63 goals that season but yet only seven Brownlow votes. What, what happened there? Well, half-forward flankers just don't receive the recognition they deserve, do they, Nath? So, yeah. 63 um, goals, John. Yeah, 63, so what's that? Average about 20 and 3. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, only a limited amount of Brownlow votes. I've moved into the midfield a couple of years later, mm. didn't have anywhere near as good a season and recorded 25 Brownlow votes in 2013. Third in the Brownlow. 13th in your team, best and fairest. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, the, the system, the best and fairest system at Come Geelong on. is... Come, Come on, Bomber. Stevie. How the hell Who's can you finish third in a Brownlow yeah. and 13th mm. in your club best and fairest? Oh, you've always I been... six games. I've six games. You've always been an entertainer. And last week, you were, you were away last yes. Sunday on Triple M. We get a lot of content out of Stevie. He's hit the ground running in the AFL yep. terms of media. Mm. I think he's going to win the Rising Star. Yes. Well, I, I did think he was going to win the Rising Star yes. in the media before <laughs> last Sunday where he got himself a little bit mixed up. And Scotty, uh, how's Harry Mackay um, sort of handled the criticism that's been uh, come his way during the week? <laughs> criticism. Oh, I'm the Collingwood <laughs> coach. <I'm> the coach. <laughs> we've all done it. We've all done it. We've asked the question you want back, but you thought that your own mate, Scotty Selwood, Coach Carlton, yeah, I had a bit of a brain fade there. I was I was sort of tuned out from what you guys were asking him for about a minute there, and I was watching Harry Mackay warm up, and I just, yeah, just brain fade. And um, it, you would have thought it'd be a bit of a hit to the ego, wouldn't yeah. you? Like, uh, stuff up like that. Yeah, okay. no, it's actually, I've had some great feedback. I tell you what, yeah. most other radio stations have been sitting there going, oh, you know, we don't play that <laughs> yeah, again, we yeah, don't yeah. laugh, Delete you know, we it. just sweep it under the Delete rug. It. Triple M on their Instagram feed have actually pinned it to their number one thing on their Instagram <laughs> feed. Yeah. So We've got to embrace well the, the, the things that we do, don't do as well. As hey, I saw you got a, a phone call from Cam Mooney not long ago. Cam Mooney just Cam had Mooney's a name come up there. He's uh, just popped up, so I'll, I'm, I'll have to get back to him. I'm not sure yep. what he wanted, but it's an uh, entertaining fight last night, wasn't How'd it? How'd he go? He got knocked out. He got a good uh, one in early, though. Have a look. He got a, he got a couple of nice ones in. Um, in. You look at Bell Chambers. That one early. Oh, yeah. I, I thought Bell Chambers was down. Yeah, I reckon he rocks Bell Chambers there, but then it was just the size of Bell Chambers. Look at it. Look, anyone getting hit by the power of that man who's 125 oh. kilos, like anyone's going down in that moment. He's just tattooed right Bell Chambers' back. They're oh. both tatted up there, aren't they? But um, it take, takes a lot of balls to get in. Oh, the, in the absolutely. Ring, yes, absolutely. And you saw him, you went and hung out with him after the fight. How was he feeling after the fight? Was he all right? Oh, he was a little bit somber in the rooms, so yeah. as you would be. He's just copped that big, big hit. Wow. He was icing yeah. the eyes. Uh, yeah. On his face, and um, yeah, he was a little bit flat, but uh, he's 43 years old, so yeah. you know, if he, if he had got in a n 10 years earlier, I would have given him a good chance. You well, would have won that as a boxer. Well, you just said it takes courage to step into the ring, and it reminds me of something that I Courage do, isn't uh, you, it isn't well, what I put oh, together. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> 
I know this. Uh, there was a celebrity charity boxing match, and I think there's an asterisk on the word uh, celebrity. How big is that helmet? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's getting through there. Well, Who's the, the other bloke then? And they were oversized <laughs> gloves too. They were massive gloves, so they were a lot softer. 20 but, pounders. Um, yeah, big, big ones. It was, really hard. it was like a pillow fight, really, up in there in the ring. What was your, what was your ring name? What was your... Jay the... Yeah. It, well, you know the boxer Sugar Ray Leonard? Yes. I was Sugar J. Clark. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not bad. What do you think? That's not bad. I yeah. don't mind that. I felt pretty good. No, it's actually quite an intimidating won, experience. Yeah. I won. Um, it was tight. Yeah. I managed to knock him down in the first round, and then I was completely gassed, and it was an exercise to basically hang on and Mate, dance around. Kane Pettifer I play with, and you know well, um, he's a he went... 3-0 as a professional fighter. We used to do ring training back at the time. I used yeah. to touch him up. Oh, yeah. I reckon no, I could have been not. a professional. You used to not. touch Pettifer up. <laughs> oh, surely, surely. He's 3-0. Takes courage to get yep. in, though. Yep. I said small courage enough. I wouldn't be getting in yep. there. So you're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to do boxing training at footy clubs anymore. That's they, ridiculous. They well, we used to spar flat out, though, yeah. didn't we, Nathan? Yeah. Like, no, no during helmets. During the week. We, we were proper who, sparring. Who was um, the king out of the category? Was it Moons? Well, Moons was probably, probably the best. Yeah. I mean, everyone's good with the mitts until they, you start getting them thrown back at you as yeah. well. So yeah. there's a few guys that could go. Chappie was one of them. We had a few blues uh, on the training track without the gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had a young guy that was continually late, right? And so Who's Spud, it? I'm not going to say his name, Spud put him in the ring. And so he had Ray Hall in one corner, mm. Greg Stafford, Matthew Richardson. Mm. And remember Trent Noble? So yes. four big guys. So yeah. he had to have 30 seconds with each of them. Ooh. And he wasn't allowed to throw any punches. He said, you have to go to each corner for 30 seconds each, yeah. and you're not allowed to throw any punches. Just protect yourself, son. Got his head punched in. He, did, so he wasn't late again. Did Gaz oh, ever I, step I, into the ring? Uh, Gary Ablett, no, Junior? he didn't. No, he, he barely ever trained Gaz, but he <laughs> just came out and performed on the weekend. Who do you reckon win a fight? Three minutes. Brown v Clark. Me. Tell me. Me. Oh, Mate, seems like when, he's when, when, when what do you reckon, Nath? Do you agree? <laughs> hang on. Smash him. Another journalist from the bloody Geelong Eddie. I feel there's take a... Take all five journalists. I feel that we might on. have to settle this. There's a segment yeah, coming on, right. We could put him, Ralphie, Robbo, all of them all at once in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take them all on. It's not a Muhammad Ali field, is it? Hey, speaking of great segments, we need to get to this. It's Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Right, Port Adelaide been a massive story. Unbelievable this year under Ken Hinckley, of course. Your great mate, uh, Stevie Johnson. Hey, uh, Port Adelaide need to stop being ignorant and re-sign Ken Hinckley. 100%, yes! They definitely, they need to move quickly too, Nath. If I'm Richmond, I'm giving his, his manager a call this week. Mm. From the moment Damien Hardwick finished up, I know they might look for a fresh coach because that has worked... Um, in recent history, that Ken Hinckley has got an outstanding uh, coaching resume and Port Adelaide need to sign him. Carlton will play finals. No! No, no they're done. done. Uh, I think there's only two teams that can come into the eight, and that's probably Essendon and Frio. Otherwise, uh, the eight's pretty well set. What about uh, Hardwick will coach somewhere next season? I said yes! Yep. I, you know, you don't like to uh, move people out of their positions, but I think if uh, Stuart Jew doesn't get the Gold Coast uh, going in the yeah. second half of the season, perfect opportunity to bring in a, uh, a, a very good coach. A man who sacked you, Chris Scott, could <laughs> suffer similar burnout to Damien Hardwick. Yeah! yeah, I think he's said about the challenges of senior coaches, but when you're up near the top of the ladder, you probably don't have as many concerns. If they start to drop away, whenever that may be, yeah, it may be a bit more ch challenging for him. And the Swans, a big build-up to the Friday night game against Carlton. Are they the biggest underachiever in the AFL this season, Sydney? Yes. 
success. Yeah, I'd say so. I think, you know, they've got their reasons for not performing at, at their best. You know, some injuries to key players. Um, their depth has been tested. But coming off a grand final, the natural progression is to be right up there in the top four once again, and they haven't been able to do that. Now they've been disappointing. Very good, Stevie. That has been Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Yes, it's time to get into the big Friday night game. Sydney hosts Carlton up there at the SCG. Huge focus on Michael Voss and the Blues. Surely, Brownie, Carlton get up in this one. You look at their forward line and the talent versus Sydney's back line. They're missing the McCartan brothers, missing Dane Rampey, very reliant. Aaron Francis back there. Surely they can kick a winning score in this one, the Blues. Give the Blues one more chance. I think they win this game because of those two players. But I look at the Blues list and I think they've got a good list. I think yep. they're, they're sound in the, in the defensive end with... Yep. Um, Jacob Wietering and also Young. I think they're good in the midfield. They've just got to change the way they play, change the way they move the ball. And you've been critical of the way they have moved the ball, a lot of sideways, a lot of backwards. But with those two forwards, I just don't see how Sydney can hold them in this game. Yeah, Cripps and Walsh, they need to lift a little bit, don't they? So they're the, they're the two players that you expect um, to really lead the way for Carlton. They need to win the contest here uh, and get it into their forwards as quick as they possibly can um, because, yeah, you mentioned Sydney's depleted down in their back line. But uh, if they get it going the other way, Sydney's forward line could also tear Carlton apart. Swans only just got over the line against North Melbourne, of course. The interchange blundered. But I just wonder about the contested ball for the Swans, Stevie, because you know Sydney have been so strong in that area for the, for the past decade. I think five out of the last seven games they've been beaten for the contested footy, and that's where Carlton's strength clearly lies. When you look at that, you think they should be able to dominate that midfield battle. Yeah, I think that's where the game's going to be won and lost. So uh, they need to find that hard edge again. I know they've probably got some um, reasons why they haven't played their best footy with, um, you know, depleted by injury. But um, if they're going to win this game of footy against Carlton, it's got to be won through the midfield and contested ball, probably the number one measure this week. We both tipping Carlton. Carlton for me. I think Sydney just. Do you really? Yep. Oh, geez, if that's the case, and Carlton will be a big story next week, no doubt about that. Now, Brownie, you come into the show this morning, you're worked up about something, you're angry, you're fired up. I'm going to see what that's about. It's time for Who Needs a Malcolm? With a pathetic effort from Pittman in Ruck. But he's going to have to live with that. The climate protesters need a Malcolm. Now, now everybody has the right to protest, but here yep. they are holding up Melbourne, but yep. they do it in the morning from about 7.30 onwards, so nobody can get to work. Mm. So they're not endearing themselves to the general public. Yes, there's probably an issue with climate change, and yes. we probably need to address that yes. at some it's point, but, <laughs> you know, there are climate deniers out there as well. <laughs> so, But uh, do they think they're actually achieving anything by holding up? They're achieving nothing, right. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Try and get meaningful change. And I don't know what the meaningful change yes. is, but I know what it's not, Don't and it's you. not holding up traffic. Yes. So I must say, 10 of yeah. the last hottest years on Earth have been since 2010. So that's a bit of an alarming stat. But they also said yeah. that there was going to be no snow for kids by the year 2000 if we oh. keep going like that. Now, I've been to Buller the last three. We are the hottest country on Earth and the summit is full of snow and it has been and it will be for a long time. Right. But I do concede it is Warming up a little bit, yes. but don't block the don't block the roads. Just just do it another way. Do it a smarter right. way. Yep. People got to get to work. Do you sort of switch your lights off when you exit a room and that, all that sort of stuff? Or how do you help the problem? What do you do? No, I, I don't think about that. Obviously, I've got four <laughs> kids who leave lights on everywhere, so me putting a one on not going to hurt anything. Right. <laughs> I, I run the shower as much as I can as well. well that is uh, brownies. You worked up today. Uh, don't slow them down on the way to uh, work. That's who needs a Malcolm particularly with a pathetic effort from Pittman in Ruck. But he's going to have to live with that. 
Yes, I'm looking forward to the feedback you get on that one, Brownie. Hey, coming up next, we're going to have a look at the Demons they take on Fremantle. It's a Luke Jackson game. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We're going to talk about Adam Simpson's future and Zach Butters flying at Port Adelaide next on Are You Sure? Stevie, are you sure the Collingwood great Darcy Moore, who was unbelievable against Carlton last week, 11 intercept marks and they changed it to 10. Anyway, he took an absolute heap back there. Are you sure uh, Darcy Moore is the best defender the game has seen since Alex Rance? Best defender since Alex Rance. It's a big call, but yep. he's certainly the best defender in the competition right now. So he plays so aggressive on his opponents that he uh, backs himself to outread uh, his opponent where the ball's going to go and that's why he's so dangerous because off the intercept marks he can generate some really quality attack for Collingwood. Okay, I'm going to give you the grand final question because we had uh, Dugowie and Nick Dacos last week. You're going into a grand final this week, you're taking Darcy Moore or Matty Scarlett? Uh, Scarlett, 100%. Scarlett's up there in the conversation with Silvani as the best defender in the last oh, 100 years. Oh, I agree, uh, Stevie Johnson. Hey, Nathan Brown, are you sure the Cats can win the flag? from outside the top four. The wheels have just started to wobble a little bit on the Cats. I think they can. I think anybody's going to be scared of the Cats, even if they finish eighth. They need their full-fledged midfield through there. So they need Dangerfield, they need Guthrie, they need Holmes back, so, and they need a Ruckman as well. Um, so I think they can uh, at this point, but it might change in a month. Steve, you've been on this man and hard and did it early before most others. Are you sure Port Adelaide's Zach Butters is the new number one midfielder at the power? Yeah, I mean, they've got a terrific midfield. Ollie Wines is starting to you know, move on a little bit now. He hasn't been in his best form. Rosie's a superstar of the future, but Butters, the way he played last week, uh, we're seeing why Ken Hinckley um, compared him to Gary Ablett Jr. Mm. Brownie, are you sure that Adam Simpson should step aside immediately? Glenn mm. Jakovic put him right under the pump in the local press in Perth during the week. No, I don't. So who gets the job? Uh, it's just as hard a job for anybody else. So who's going to want that job? because you want to put your best foot forward, they're not going to win too many games. So an interim coach has got a pretty hard job. So I would have thought that Adam Simpson coaches out the year, then they make a decision. Huge week down at Punt Road, of course, with Damien Hardwick stepping aside, Stevie Johnson. They've had real issues in the forward half. Are you sure that forward half connection, you know, has been the Tigers' biggest problem? Been so many turnovers and giveaways in that front half. Yeah, they're pretty good around the clearances, uh, Richmond, but right at the moment it is their forward half connection. So their conversion rate going inside 50 is is uh, the worst in the competition. It, it doesn't help that they're missing their number one forward in Tom Lynch. Yeah, Brownie, Todd Goldstein monstered Sydney at the weekend, of course, after Peter Laddams went down with that uh, ankle injury. He's 34 years old. Are you mm. sure Todd Goldstein isn't one of the best ruckmen in the competition at the moment? Okay, clarify that. What number do you have to be in the top what to be in the top ruckman in the top five? No, he's not in the top five. Playing a good season. He got mm -hmm. left out of the first game, obviously, but there's many, there's, there's ruckman better than him at the moment, so I got him around seventh or eighth. Stevie, are you sure the Bulldogs are a lock for the top four given how easy their run home is in the second half of the fixture? I wouldn't say they're a lock, but they're every chance of finishing top four. I was a little bit concerned at the start of the season that, that they might um, be a team that struggles to make the top eight, but seven of the last eight weeks they've won and they're playing a competitive brand of footy. Their midfield is going as good as anyone's in the competition and a run that looks pretty good, but that doesn't guarantee you of anything. Their offence, their forward line, is the second best in a competition at the moment behind only Port Adelaide. They're on fire in the front half of the ground. Brownie, last one. Are you sure Freo have changed its game plan 
over the past three weeks. They've scored more than 100 points in each of the last three matches. They did, and they did it four weeks ago, actually, against the Brisbane Lions. So they ran with hands out of the back end a lot more. They got pace on the outside. So they, they lost that game. They implemented it, and they've been very good since then. The pace they've got on the outside mm. is big, and I think they'll go close to beating Melbourne. And Luke Jackson, after a rough start, has been very important for the Dockers. It's been a very nice, are you sure? Yes, there's no doubt Fremantle scoring a lot more easily after a slow start to the season. They take on one of the best teams in the competition, Melbourne at the MCG. Steve, of course, Clayton Oliver is out of that team with that hamstring uh, issue. So, man, he's been arguably the best performed player over the past five years. It's going to be an interesting look at the Demons without the heartbeat of that engine room. Yeah, and Lockie Hunter's out too, so another really important cog to their team. Plays on the wing, plays a really important role. Looking forward to seeing how Luke Jackson uh, mm. uh, handles coming back to the MCG against his former team. You think it'll um, be an issue for him? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, um, I don't think the Melbourne the Melbourne uh, supporters are the type that'll start booing, but. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch, him up against Gorn and Grundy. So uh, they're going to need to score. What uh, Fremantle have been able to, to do the last three weeks is score over 100 points. They haven't done that since 2014. Mm. Uh, they're coming up against Melbourne, who scores, on average, 117 points per game at the MCG. So be interesting to watch this game, Nathan. I don't think Fremantle will get a better opportunity to knock off Melbourne than what they do right now at the mm. MCG. Without Oliver, without Hunter, I just think they're playing great football. They've changed the way they play. So speed on the outside, which can really hurt Melbourne. If you get it right and you don't overuse the football, but you use your leg speed, you can get around Melbourne and get it into one-on-one. Anybody's susceptible if you get it in one-on-one, whether it's Lever, whether it's May. So if Fremantle can use the ball with pace, I'll give them a huge chance. I think the, the line is about nine and a half, and that's I think that's a good starting point. What do you think about the Ds broadly? Knocked off by Port Adelaide last week. Brown, you go back a year and a half, we were talking about a premiership dynasty yeah. for the Demons. They beat the Bulldogs in the grand final. That second half was amazing, but it's sort of been in fits and spurts since then. It feels like it hasn't properly clicked. It has been, know. but Port are a good side. Port yep. are a very good side at the moment. They've won seven in a row for a reason. And, and, and at the big moments last week, I thought they dominated the Demons. That doesn't mean that the Demons can't win the flag this yep. year. I think they're one of the best three sides in the competition right yep. up there. Both picking Melbourne? I'm picking yes. Fremantle. You think yeah. the upset? Yeah. Well, that would be a big story. You're, you think Melbourne? I think Melbourne in. will win. Yeah. Right. Gee, hasn't Richmond been a big story this week? We're going to talk about the Tigers and what the future holds for this list with Stevie Johnson on in the coach's office. So Andrew McQualter takes over from Damien Hardwick, who's resigned, of course. What do you think, Jono? What do you make of this list? What sort of list is the new Tigers coach inheriting? Well, I think the new Tigers coach has got a lot to look forward to. Yep. So if we can bring up a graphic here of their A and B grade talent. So I've got A grade talent, Shea Bolton, Tom Lynch and Dustin Martin. He's still playing at elite level. Um, some of these players in the B grade category, you could argue are A graders, but I just, uh, I'm just i judging A grade as being the best in the competition in their in There's their a few position. B pluses in there, isn't there? There's some B pluses here. So if you look across the list, man, Curvis, Grimes, Prestia, Taranto, Hopper, Short, Voston and Rioli, mm -hmm. they're, all, they're all gun. Players. I'll ask yeah. you a question. Could any of those become A graders? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, 
I think Prestia sure. has played at the elite, elite level. He's been an A-grade player. Um, Where's Baker in that list? Vlosten, underrated player, intercept marker, and I think Rioli is the player there at the bottom of the B-grade list that could potentially be an A-grader, if mm -hmm. not already. So mm -hmm. you've got 11 players there that are either A or B-grade players. Yeah. So a, lot, a very good core group of players to work with. If we yeah. roll to the next group, uh, I've got their good role players. Ooh. So again, I these are players that you could argue are B-grade players. So Baker's a pretty good player. Bolter hasn't been at his best this season, but I think he's capable of being a, one of the best defenders in the competition. He's just got to work on his craft a little bit more. Clark's a young player coming through. Gibkus, I've got him as a, bit, uh, a good role player, but he's probably the best uh, young yeah. player coming through the ranks. Graham's a good player. McIntosh and Broad, good, solid role players. Yeah. So if you're the uh, incoming coach or um, if the current coach at the moment is able to hold on to the job, he'd be excited knowing that he's got a, a very good list to work with. They can add to that in the draft and potentially the trade period and bounce back just like Collingwood would, were able to do when Buckley left. And I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I Baker was stiff. You're right on that, Stevie, yeah. with a great call. But my question mark for Richmond is they're under-22s, Brownie. Is there any of the year, other than Gibkiss, who looks really good, which are their sort of first or fourth year players? Have you got a big tick next to their name that's saying, yep, that's their, they're 150 I like what I'm getting out of uh, Ralph Smith at the moment. Yep. I think off half-back he's been really good. I, I think there's something to work with with Noah Cumberland as well. That's yep. one of the young players. So there's, there's a couple there uh, that definitely can step up and play some pretty good football. But I like how Stevie's hard, so on, yeah, hard. On, on a lot of... On, on not only that, but other things that we talk about. So yep. most people would look at that Richmond list and they'd have so many more in the A-grade section, where mm -hmm. Stevie's only got the three, and they'd probably have so many more in the B section. So I like the fact that he's hard on it. I like it, Stevie J. That has been a very good... Good coach's office. Yes, very nice work there, Stevie Johnson. Richmond under Andrew McWalter, they, uh, the interim coach, of course, taking on Port Adelaide, who are absolutely on fire at the moment. Um, uh, Stevie, and you said this at the start of the season, you did like uh, Port Adelaide. They go in as this deserved favourites, don't they? Uh, I think it'd be an even money bet. I don't know what the... Yeah, it is, so... I thought they'd be shorter. No. I thought they'd I be shorter in this game. they've got to start favourite. The way they're, they're playing, sure. yeah. yeah. Now, one play, young player, Samson Ryan's one that could go on that list. But um, the big question will be, will be, the new coach, does he make some moves? Does yep. he tag? Has Dimmer never tagged? Zach Merritt had 39 last week. That, do they go to Butters? Do they go to Rosie? Um, there'll be some positional changing. That'll what be the do? fascinating thing. What would you do? Um, I'd tag one of those two. I, yep. I think um, Port Adelaide through the midfield probably drop off quicker than some, so I, I, I'd try and take one of those players out. Well, Baker could come up and, pl and play a tagging role on Butters. He's a per you know, young player. Yep. Um, he's competitive. Um, but I think Port I think Richmond will bounce back and win this game. Do you? I, I don't think there's any extra motivation given McWalter's uh, the new coach because of the circumstances. But... Um, they, they have Where's been close. Reach? They've been Where's in every game that they've lost. They've only lost by small margins. They're unlucky to lose to Essendon last week, and um, yeah, it's a big test for Port Adelaide too. I mean, they've won seven in a row, but um, Richmond, if they can get their game going and play uh, a really solid game style with plenty of energy and bring that uh, defensive pressure, they'll be hard to beat. I just feel like Kenny will be setting them for the NCG. Yep. The last time they played there, they played against Collingwood. We got smashed by 70-odd points. So if they are to win the Premiership, which you asked him before, they need to play at the MCG. They yep. need to play well. They can't just do it at Adelaide Oval. Yep. So this is a huge test, not only for who they're playing, but yep. where they're playing. Quickly, Stevie. So Damien Hardwick steps aside because of a burnout. You saw something happen with Mark Thompson in 2010. Did you feel like he was starting to waver? 
Yeah, probably a little bit midway through 2010. He'd probably lost his edge and he probably wasn't preparing uh, as well as he uh, had in the past when we were having a lot of success. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a brave decision by Hardwick to, to step aside the right thing for the footy club. And I think that's what uh, Mark Thompson probably felt at the time. And he made the decision to move on at, at the end of 2010. Right, very good. It was a rusty hypothetical last week, Brownie, mm. but I feel like we're going to give it a crack. Coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We're going to get Stevie and Nathan Brown's multis for the weekend in a second, but uh, next up it is time for Hypothetical. Right, that's where we're going to take it in turns, pick up these questions in front of us and ask a curly question. It could be about absolutely anything, Brownie. So I'm going to, I'm going to go first. Here we go. Stevie and Nathan, you can choose to be stuck in a lift for 24 hours with Warwick Kappa or Bob Catter, who are you choosing like this? Stuck I, in a lift with Warwick Kappa or Bob Catter? I reckon Bob Catter. I'm yes. going Bob Catter too. Definitely Bob Catter. Um, Cappers are punished for five minutes, let alone 24 <laughs> hours. You go, Brownie. You have to set your alarm to Baby Shark or Dance Monkey for the rest of your life. Easy. Uh, Dance Monkey, Dan because Baby Shark gets stuck in your head all day once yeah. you've heard it. And that Dance Monkey's a great tune, Tones and I. Mm -hmm. All right. My, What's yours? We've all got to answer the questions. Um, baby shark. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this come off. Okay. Would you rather move objects with your mind or read people's minds? Oh, um, I would like to read people's minds. I think that would always be interesting, get some honest feedback. No, I'm going to move objects. <laughs> you don't want to know what people yeah. are thinking about you. I want to read people's minds. my own thoughts. Yes, definitely. Um, my turn. Okay, you could go back in time to any one moment in your life, but there is a 10% chance you can never get back. Would you take it? Ooh, I like those odds. I'm going 90% you get back. So 10%, so you just stay in the ether. Yes, that, yeah. you can jump back in the DeLorean and head back with okay. Doc. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going back to yep. Vegas. <laughs> 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 I went there four years in a row. Uh, I went there the, for the first time, got a taste of it in 2007. I was back there eight, yes. nine and ten. Yes. How good is it? <laughs> I think next week we need to dive into um, Stevie J's Bruce Vegas trips. I'd jump in there too, Brownie. Would you be Superman or Batman for a day? Uh, I'd be Superman for sure. Batman, I reckon he's got cooler kit. You know, bigger tricks and gadgets. Yeah, I'll go Batman. <laughs> Last one, Steve. That'd be your Robin. That'd be Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you could have free unlimited service from a chef, a housekeeper or a chauffeur for a year, what would you choose? Chef, definitely. Housekeeper. You would have done with the good food. No? Okay. I, I, I probably need a chauffeur, to be honest. The amount of Ks I'm doing on the Hume Highway at the moment. Very good. I'm looking forward to the discussion, the post-match review on this one, to see whether we'll be back next week. It has been hypothetical. <laughs> yes, nice work uh, there, boys. Hey, big game coming up, of course. So hypotheticals come back. Would you give it another run after that? I think we'll have a good, honest discussion uh, about it, Brownie, after this show. Adelaide versus, what do you think? Is it coming back? Uh, it's... Sure. It's on the borderline at the moment. Wavering. Adelaide versus Brisbane, uh, <laughs> Stevie Johnson. Um, Brisbane look like a genuine premiership contender. You convinced there were doubts about the forward structure, Hipwood and Danaher. Uh, could they get it done on the biggest stage? Charlie Cameron's an absolute weapon. Do you feel like they have more credibility in this premiership assault the lines? 
Well, we'll never know until we get to the business end of the season because that's where they've been. Um, they haven't been able to get the job done in previous years when we've, they've gone in, made the top four, and then uh, gone out in straight sets on at least one occasion. So, so you're not sure that you're not sure. No, I'm 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 sure that they'll finish top four and and they'll probably make it to a prelim final. But mm. I'm not sure that they should. Um, be spoken about in the same breath as a, a Melbourne, uh, for instance. So um, I think I think Adelaide will win this week too Gee. at home. This is the, the first time they've played a top eight side since Collingwood back in round four. So they've mm-hmm. beaten up on who they needed to beat. And I think their defensive pressure is much better than what it has been. Mm-hmm. But I agree with Stevie when it comes to September. I think Joe Danaher can do the job. Be worried about Eric Hipwood still. And they don't have Daniel McStay from previous years. So Hipwood's the one for me. If he can stand up in September, I think they can go a long way. But... For me, Adelaide, four-goal better side at home. They start the game so well. I just think they might cause the upset here, the Adelaide Wow. Pros. Both the boys think there will be an upset uh, in this one. Very interesting. Now, I heard a whisper that last week uh, you had a bit of a fill-up. The multis collected. Is that right, Brownie? Yep. Saluted? Yep. Second time this you year. You wouldn't call it a massive fill-up. Okay. So there's a fill-up. So we, we got them all right. Yep. I'm back in positive territory. Um, and territory. Territory. <laughs> and Stevie J still a little bit behind. But Jaden Short... Rowley, Tarano, Zach Merritt did me well. So well done. I feel like I'm going back to the well this mm-hmm. week with uh, a couple of these, what particularly Rioli and Daniel Short. So let's have a look yep. at my bet for this week because I think Port Adelaide win this game. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Rioli, 20 plus, Connor Rosie, 20 plus, and Tim Taranto, 25 plus. He's done that every game this year. At $3.50, what do you think, Stevie? Yeah, we'll have a look at mine uh, here. So I've gone with Melbourne head-to-head, Walsh to have 25-plus, Hawkins to kick two goals, Tirano 25-plus and Pendlebury 20-plus. That's to return $3.22. So that'll put me in the positive... Mm. uh, That'll return $3.22. Good positive territory. Mm. Minus the 100 that you staked, though, Nathan. Mm. So $2.22. Very good. So Tom Hawkins to kick a couple against uh, that GWS backline. Missing Sammy Taylor, uh, of course. Nathan. I love your sign-offs. What do you got for us today? Oh, well, <laughs> thank you, Nathan Brown and Steve Johnson. You'll be excellent. Hopefully you remember which assistant coaches remember or which assistant coaches play. <laughs> Go for the right clubs this week after the stuff up for Triple M. Scott Selwood, of course. Coaches for Collingwood, not Carlton, so maybe okay. do a bit of okay. homework on that. Stevie, yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us on In the Back Pocket. We'll hopefully be a little bit sharper (laughs) next week. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.